Welcome to Emotional Detox. My name is Sherrianna, and I'm so grateful that you are here. Now, I want to remind you guys that I have lots of resources for you. I know we're all going through a time period that we're not used to, and there's lots of support out there for you. If you go over to my website, sherriannaboyle.com, you're going to find meditations. Of course, you're going to find my Emotional Detox books and also some courses. In addition, I have a special guest here today who also can be an incredible resource, and his name is Mark Matusik. Mark is an award-winning author author of five books, Sex, Death, Enlightenment, A True Story, The Boy He Left Behind, When You're Falling, Dive, Ethical Wisdom, The Search for a Moral Life, and Ethical Wisdom for Friends. He's a writer and he writes regularly for Psychology Today, Purple Clover, The Huffington Post, and Contemplative Journal. And he has contributed to numerous national articles. Mark, welcome to Emotional Detox. Thanks a lot, Sherrianna. It's nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you too. Could you please let our listeners know what your website is? Sure. It's uh, Mark Matusik, M-A-R-K-M-A-T-O-U-S-E-K.com. And I also have a group called The Seekers Forum, which can be found at theseekersforum.com. Wonderful. So I want to give you a little backstory, everybody. I, I actually met Mark when I was at 1440 Multiversity in Scotts Valley, California, and I was having breakfast and Mark and I started chatting because he also was presenting there that weekend, a writer's workshop called Writing to Awaken, right, Mark? Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're sitting and we're having breakfast and we're connecting and we're realizing that we're kind of doing similar things in different ways, right? So I'm there delivering the cleanse and taking people through an emotional detox. And he's kind of doing a similar thing only through writing and giving people an opportunity to heal, to develop self-awareness. I heard all sorts of amazing things about your workshop, Mark, that weekend. People were really amazed at, you really seem to have a knack for learning how to bring out what's inside of people. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Where did you get that from? I mean, you, you, have, you really have a special skill at this. Oh, thanks. It's really the practice itself, you know, asking deep questions in writing has a profoundly transformative effect. You know, we don't a often ask ourselves the questions that matter, that really, the keys that really open the doors of awareness. So when you do that with folks, the results are so surprising. And so what I do is help people find the story behind the story, the untold story. Because mm -hmm. of course we go through our lives telling narratives that are kind of semi-true. But when you start to look at what's actually authentic, for you, you discover that you've created this self that is, that's kind of a masquerade. So what we do in, in class is remove the mask and look at who the person is. And then folks really have big awakenings, even just over the course of, of a couple of days. I love doing this work. It's been a total surprise in my life. 
Yeah. So if people wanted to get a taste of your work, which of those books would you recommend? If someone were looking to do some writing and needing some prompts and some encouragement, do you recommend they go, they do an online class? What, what is your recommendation hmm. there? Yeah, actually, I've written a book that wasn't on that list you mentioned that's called Writing to Awaken. Uh, and it includes a year's worth of lessons with deepening prompts for folks to take this journey of self-inquiry on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also, I also do online classes and, and uh, have, I have home study courses that you know, are guides uh, as well. But the beauty of this practice is you can do it by yourself. It doesn't, mm-hmm. cost, it doesn't cost a penny. Uh, and you can, no matter where you are, you can ask yourself questions. Uh, and wow. it's, it's a wonderful way to connect to yourself. Yeah. And I I guess what I was hearing from people is how you really know how to create that space for healing. As a facilitator, a lot comes up for people and not everybody can handle that. It seemed like they felt like you just had a knack for that of how to guide a group, how to help stay inside and not take them on into another direction. And I can imagine that's part of the healing. Do you have any stories that, that you could share with us? about your experiences with these classes? Oh, God, so many. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the reason that people feel safe in these classes is that I have gone through a lot of a lot of pain and loss and fear and and difficulty in my own life. So I'm not really I'm not scared of their pain. Mm. And and I'm virtually unshockable. <laughs> the, the only thing that no one, the only thing I think I haven't heard from anyone is that they've actually murdered somebody. But everything else I've heard, and <laughs> so people feel that kind of. I, I think that they sense that they're not being judged and that there's acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had I've had so many experiences of people who whose lives have really been changed by this. But one person that really moves me especially is a lady who came to one of my classes a few years ago um, and sat in the back and didn't say anything to anyone. She probably weighed about 350, maybe 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I could just feel this pain in this woman. And day after day, it was a five-day retreat. She said nothing. And then about day three, but she was writing. She was doing the work, but she wasn't sharing at all or connecting with anyone. And about day three, I called on her. And I don't usually do this, but I felt she needed to be needed to be invited. Mm-hmm. And she started to talk. Uh, and as she started to talk, I realized there was this huge armor around this woman. She talked about having raised two adopted uh, Chinese daughters on her own, you know, growing up as a fat person, mm-hmm. uh, the ways that she couldn't be a woman. I mean, it just came pouring out. And mm-hmm. I can tell you, a year and a half later, Two years later, she uh, has lost close to 200 pounds. She, she is happier than she has ever been. She came to one of our Italy retreats. She came to our Italy retreat last summer and was, you know, climbing up and down mountains with people. It was just amazing. And this was a woman who could barely walk in her car to the classroom. So when I see this, Sherrianna, it tells me that there's something really powerful there. Yeah. Uh, because she she was really resistant. I mean, she, there was so many layers of brick between her and mm. what we were, what's, what we were doing in class. But you never know what people are actually going through on the inside. That's something else I've learned. 
you know, you just, everyone has their own way and their own pace and rhythm, and you just have to let them come into it on their own, on their own speed. So true. I mean, I hear what you're saying because I run these emotional detox groups and it's so, it's so true. You know, I've heard just about everything, but someone who's murdered someone. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, um, and being able to witness pain without having, without being drawn into it, that is a certain skill. But you mentioned acceptance and I, I'd love it if you could just talk about, because you have a lot of experience and you've really, you're pretty well studied. How did you learn about this acceptance thing? I mean, so many people want to be able to do that, just accept others for who they are and accept themselves. How did you learn that, Mark? Really over a long, long years of practice. You know, I was the most judgmental, opinionated, critical person you've ever met. And, and it took being broken many times over uh, and walking through my own fires mm-hmm. you know, to get to a point where I, there, a kind of humility comes. And, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a humility of knowing absolutely that you are nothing but human. Mm-hmm. You know, the Roman philosopher Terence said, nothing human is foreign to me. And that's really, really how I feel. I don't hear anything in any of these stories that I don't have in myself in some way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, 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 there's no uh, hierarchy and there's no sense of being above anybody at all. And I think you have to really suffer a long time in your own life to get to the point where you can meet people suffering where it is mm-hmm. uh, and not be threatened by it or feel like you need to change it or you know, really seeing that everyone's unfolding is, is subjective. It's purely personal. You can't push it. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't have any agendas for my students. Mm. So what you're saying is by going through a lot of pain and challenges in your own life, you eventually get to the point where you accept yourself as a human being and it makes you a less judgmental person when you hear other people's stories. Exactly. You know, really, when you face issues of life and death, I mean, I'm really talking about, you know, it's people who've gone through war, people who've survived serious illness, you know, whatever it is, when you've really been leveled that way, you don't ever see yourself or other people with that same kind of separation uh, Mm -hmm. anymore. At least least I haven't. Mm -hmm. When I see people, I'm very tuned into the places where they're wounded and also the places where, where they have beauty. Mm. Uh, and, and they're both there. They're, mm-hmm. they're both there. And, and we're all masses of paradoxes and contradictions. And mm. that's, the other, that's the other thing is we are all so contradictory and we spend so much of our time trying not to be. Yeah. That's where the conflict comes from. So what this writing practice does is it helps people make space for all of who they are, mm. you know, including their shadow characters and their, their saints, their sinners, their, the whole mm-hmm. thing. And getting to a point where big surprise, you know, I have, I have some days I'm selfish and some days I'm generous. Yeah. Big surprise. I'm a human being, you know, <laughs> there's not this sort of spiritual ego, you know, trying to pretend yeah. to be something other than it is. Yeah. And don't you find that, that when we, you know, you mentioned that you used to be a very judgmental person, very critical, that's all just a big cover up, right? I mean, it, it can be a way that we manage what we're feeling. Yeah, oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. For, for me, for me, it came from pro, uh, deep insecurity. Yeah. And a feeling of needing to kind of peg people so I knew where I stood. Yeah. I mean, and, and when you don't have a strong sense of self, that's yeah. what you do. You know, yes. because what we're doing when we, yeah. you know this, but you know, when you're judging someone else, you're asserting yourself. 
and you're kind of putting your stamp of approval or disapproval on it, and that builds your your identity. Yeah, and, and it's it's just it comes from it comes from not thinking much of yourself or not having developed a self that a lot of people, particularly people who've gone through trauma, yeah, have, have, yeah. have know that experience. Yeah, and in the emotional detox world, I always say that judgment and shame are married. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. They're married, you know, you can't, (laughs) (laughs) where there's judgment, then there's likely going to be some, some shame that needs to be experienced, you know, and released it from the body. So, Hey, I'm, I'm so curious, Mark, how are you handling someone like you with all your experience? How do you see this whole Corona thing? It's for me, it's deja vu all over mm-hmm. again. You know, 30 years ago, you know, we, our lives were kind of dominated by the HIV virus. Mm-hmm. It kind of sort of colonized our lives and took over everything. Only the difference is that back then, there were people who were affected and people who weren't. Now everyone's affected. So right. it's, ha- it's having this democratizing effect. And, and I think if we can use it that way, we can actually, this can be amazing spiritual practice. Yeah. You know, look, it's giving us everything you get in a spiritual retreat, right? Imposed yeah. solitude, you know, an ending of being out there haggling and dealing, you know, it's, it's a very inner time. So right. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to use it that way, you know, myself. Um, yeah. And I have to say, it's also much bigger than HIV ever was. I mean, this is, yeah. this has the potential to be decimated. And so it's, yeah. it's worrisome. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm in self-quarantine at home. And those are words I never thought I would use. Especially if someone like yourself, I know you offer retreats all over the world, Mark, right? I mean, that's, you travel, you, you've got a regular, you've got a lot going on and I've got, you know, I've got a Portugal trip that I had scheduled that I haven't actually rescheduled yet, but I was kind of hoping it would all just go away. <laughs> Like yeah. a lot of people, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that we wouldn't have to reshuffle too much. Um, probably going to need to reschedule that. You mentioned you're going to, you might have to reschedule your Italy trip. Almost certainly. Yeah. 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 Uh, like you, I was kind of downplaying it. Yeah. But the more we hear, the you know, the more it looks like there, there's going to be, yeah. there are going to be a few months of this. Mm. What do you suggest for people in terms of writing? How can that be a resource for them right now? How can they use writing as a, or if there's a something that you offer that you want to share here, feel free as a way to have that spiritual practice. What do you recommend for people that might think about writing, but they really don't, or they pick it up and then they put it down and how do you stick with it, Mark? I mean, with intention, uh, mm-hmm. you know, discipline's a funny word. Discipline kind of cuts both ways, but really with intention to check in with yourself. So what I suggest is folks sit down at whatever time of day they have 15 or 20 minutes, 30 minutes max, mm-hmm. and ask themselves, where does it hurt? You know, <sighs> where am I stuck? You know, what isn't true? Yeah. What do I want? Just those core questions, just check in. And it's like using a, a Polaroid of the moment. Yeah. And it's really releasing and can be very, very strengthening. And these, these days, it's also saying, you know, what are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. What, what, where's, where's the fear? Mm-hmm. And, where's, and what, you know, what, what can you do for self-care? Right. You know, that, that's really what this is about. Yes. Yep. And I'm in the middle of 
creating a self-care course as we speak and if yeah. we're all scrambling yeah. and putting our courses together. For people. <laughs> but I love your questions. And I know the audience was probably just feeling that like, doesn't he have the best questions? These were some of the things that people were bringing up at lunch. They were like, he just has the best writing prompts. They're so deep. And I had my daughter with me at 1440, my oldest daughter, and she was at lunch and someone was sharing your questions. And we were both like, oh, wow, that's <laughs> awesome. So again, these questions can be found in Writing to Awaken, that book. Anything else? So, you, so what you're saying is this could be a real time for spiritual practice using that solitude and for writing it's about intention now when they let's say we take one of your questions what are you afraid of right because we have a lot of people worried about work and money and getting sick right yes yes so what are you afraid of and then what mark then what do they do so if they write that down right now everybody just get your pen out write it down and now what yeah so you state what the fear is as clearly as you can and what the story is of the fear. And then ask yourself why this is so frightening for you. What, 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 is the, what are the implications? You know, what, what, because that's how fear works. It works by kind of tipping over into worse things. So, so if we explore where it is rooted in us, you know, what's the actual fear? Is it of being thrown out of your home? Is it of losing the people you love? Whatever. It ha that has a releasing effect. And when you write it and you get clear on it, yeah, a lot of the surface stressors kind of calm down because you've actually said it out loud. There's something about the about saying it out loud and getting clear, yeah, and, and getting clear with yourself that is liberating in itself. So, yeah. so what folks need to do is go deeper. Okay, so you're afraid of losing your job. Why? Just keep asking yourself why, and you can feel when you get to the truth of it, sort of the the thing that you're not quite looking at. You feel it in your body. You do and, feel and, it and in it, your body. It does. And if you do, and it does feel like a, it feels like a release. Wow. And obviously grammar and punctuation and all of that doesn't matter, right? Not at all. <laughs> this isn't, you know, exactly. This is, this isn't about, you know, beautiful writing. This is about bringing courage, taking risks, really mm -hmm. saying the unsayable things, saying the things yeah. you don't allow yourself to reveal to yourself or other people. That's mm -hmm. where the, that's where the liberation comes from. Beautiful. It's in the speaking of it. It's in letting yourself express. So is that a, an important part of the process that they write it down and do they write, read it out loud back to themselves or just writing is enough to get well, it, the release? They can. I mean, I find that when I write, I feel the release. Mm -hmm. uh, for some people, it's about rereading it afterward. And I recommend waiting a day or so before you reread the work because ah. you'll see it as someone else's writing. You'll see it as something objective outside yourself. And that uh -huh. gives you, that's where the insight comes in. Okay. So you don't recommend reading it right away back to yourself. You, get can, you, you can, but you won't, it won't have the same impact because you don't have the distance yet. Ah, interesting. Interesting. And obviously if there, it doesn't matter if your penmanship is poor, because that's always my thing. I have very poor penmanship. I can write, but I use, I'm a good 
at the keyboard. Yeah. But, uh, but penmanship, you know, with writing, I think that's what gets in the way for me, Mark. I, I can, as far as journaling. Why don't you journal on your keyboard? I, I guess I could journal on my keyboard. Yes, you could. <laughs> I could do that. I guess I think of it as a distraction because then all of a sudden I might get off oh, task. Oh, you know oh, what I mean? I see what you're saying. I see, but I, you know, I do journal a little bit, but not, I mean, this, you know, I love, again, I love your prompting. That would be, and I can feel the release for sure. All, all you have to do is open the file on your computer called journal. Mm-hmm. And that's where you go when you want to take a few minutes off or there's something you want to say, or you just want to do a morning mm. or an evening practice of 15 nice. or 20 minutes. And you'll, you'll be amazed at how you, how accessible it becomes. Now, let me ask you, we have, I was looking on the news, like 90,000 schools closed right now. I have three children and, you know, us parents are pulling our hair out right now. I mean, I, I saw somebody post yesterday that they made these cute little bunny cupcakes with their kids. And I thought, uh, I can't do that. I'm sorry. I work. I need to. <laughs> and, it just, and I thought, oh, that was a stinger, right? There, there's a stinger. Um, but yet I'm so aware that this is a lot of change for them as well. And how could we as parents, can we set them up with some journaling? That, that I could do. I could do that, Mark. Do you have any suggestions for children? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. It would depend on the child. It would depend on their yeah. age their age well um, with this being home we're all home see, right for, yeah on to be honest this is a moment when i would ask children to write stories you know you're not children aren't going to practice self-inquiry you, know, mm. you don't ask a kid tell me your deepest fear you know they'll, they'll right. look at you like you're right yeah. so tell a story about how tell a story about how you feel right now tell a story about what's mm. happening in their house right now tell a story about what you're imagining about what, what what's what's happening you know, yeah. and make it as realistic as you can. Love and, that. And put in dial, you know, let it, you know, put in, let people talk and make sure there's a lot of physical details. And yeah. that's what I would do for a kid. Have um, them write it from it. And that's what we, yes. you know, when I worked in the schools, that's what we would do. We would, I would always ask from, tell me, you know, through somebody else's eyes, the story. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Or yes. Yeah. And, yes. As through someone else's eyes or yeah. just write about yourself as a character, you know, write about mm-hmm. you as the hero of your story. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's you a gotta good come up with the children's book, Mark. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> really? Or a guidebook or something for helping children to have these emotional releases. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I started writing my journal when I was seven or eight years old and oh. it, it was my absolute lifesaver as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I wrote as well when I was, was, I wrote stories. You're right. I mean, that's how I started as a writer. I wrote stories about horrible things. I think back, I thought, <laughs> Oh, you poor child. <laughs> I know. You wrote I know. about all sorts of dark, <laughs> and like what was going on with me? Right. So, um, but it's a release. It's a release. It's a way to let it go. We don't have to. Yeah. And what's, how nice would it be to have children write without us correcting it? Oh, you yes. didn't put an end mark. No, you didn't exactly. 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 Right. Tell them to be as messy as they want to be. <sighs> Just make a big mess. Of it. Nobody, nobody. Yes. Nobody's going to be judging it or editing it. It's, yeah. just for, it's just for you. Otherwise they're going to dread it. They're going to be like, Ugh, yeah. really? Yeah. I'm yeah. not writing. It's not school. Like they have this. And, and I think yeah. you're really bringing up for anyone out there that's an educator, you know, 
let them write sometimes without the rules. <laughs> oh, please. That's, the, that's so important. And, and, yeah. and also make it a, a short period of time. Don't make it more than 20 minutes or 30 yeah. minutes max yeah. for, for a kid. Yeah. Um, and, and you can incentivize it too. You know, you sure. can say, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. We can, make it into a play. we can make it into a play. We can act it out. I mean, there are all yeah. kinds of things yeah. you can do with it. Oh yeah, I've got I've got all sorts of handouts going on over here. <laughs> I'm like, honey, I'll pay you. I will give you, you know, this is your job for the week. You got this job, this job. You know, and I did. I had to throw a little money involved because uh, you know, we all need we know we all need incentives. Let's see. Exactly. We, we want a little reward. <laughs> Everybody needs a reward. Everyone needs a little something, especially now, right? We want to yeah. feel a little something. This has been awesome. Thank you oh, so much. Thank you, Sherry Ann. It's so nice to talk to you. Yeah, you as well. And I just want to, I just want to uh, reinforce and go ahead and say your website again for for folks if they want to check out your courses, go see where he's traveling, go to one of his workshops. You. You, I'm guaranteed you are going to get so much out of it and really could set you on a new path. So go ahead and say your website. Sure. It's M-A-R-K-M-A-T-O-U-S-E-K.com, markmatusic.com. And the community that I have for doing this kind of practice and self-inquiry is called theseekersforum.com, theseekersforum.com. It's one word. And it'd be great, great, great for folks to join us. Awesome. Well, join the Seekers Forum. And thank you so much, Mark. And I just want to remind my listeners that your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Until next time, be well. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the Emotional Detox Live Group Coaching Sessions and all of Sherrianna's books, go to sherriannaboyle.com.